welcome, welcome, welcome to Yo. the F3 Experience. Man, Chris, it's been a couple of weeks. What's good with you? Everything, brother, everything. Just catching up. Busy, busy. As you know, just doing stuff I hadn't done before, yeah. you know, like missing appointments, things like that. And it's, it's, it, I mean, you know, it, it makes you, you, I mean, you know, you miss a job, like you wake, you don't wake up and you go, oh my gosh, I'm supposed to be at work and you're late and you have that feeling. And even you get there and you make it up or whatnot, it still just drags on you, you know, and you just, and then for me, it's just at this point in my life too, where I'm getting to the point where I'm getting organized, I'm getting things together and I'm actually trying to move forward. Cause before I kind of live with that whole mindset of just, just enjoy life one day at a time and not really, not to say don't worry about the future, but I'm not trying to say for 10 to 15 to 20 years down the road. I'm preparing for today and the next five years. And now it's kind of turning to, we need to prepare for the next 20. Like, what can I do now to help Chris Jackson when he's 60? Right. Kind of to that point. Um, be here before we know it. it bro, like that all, the time. all the time. I blink it out. Just look at my parents, you know, where my dad's 70 years old now, you know, we just have conversations about things. And it's just, it, even, even, just we're here for a blink and no matter how you look at it, what your perspective is comparatively how the earth is going to be. If, if you're religious or spiritual and you think you're going to be around forever, yeah. a, the, a, blink a, a blink. And it's not even that if you look at it on, you know, if you look at it on the grand scheme of things, we're not even here for a blink. So it's just, that's kind of the fight I have that paradox of life. Like, should I just live every day as, and I'm not, and I don't think it should be like, like a rock star. Like I'm trying to go out and party every day all crazy, but to the point where it's just like, why have all these restrictions that we have on ourselves? Yeah, but there's like this duality of life. Right. right. So I, I just saw a Instagram post. A lady was saying how, you know, we do so many stupid things in our 20s. And next thing we know, we're 40. Right. And when you're 40, you're reminded these last 20 years went by really fast. Mm-hmm. And the next 20 years are going to go by faster. Right. And uh, it reminded me, I had a conversation with my daughter about how, that is how we live life in our 20s. Sometimes we're doing stupid stuff that we got to figure it out based on that. Then in our 30s, a lot of times we're having families and trying to move up, you know, corporate ladders and all kind of stuff. Then in our 40s, oftentimes that's where we're trying to find some level of financial freedom. Right. But I was asking her, what if you could speed up that process? Right. right? What if you could take the information that I'm sharing with you, right, and apply it in your 20s? And then in your 30s, you're already moving towards financial freedom. And I think it's important for them, for my daughter, who's uh, 16, because they're living at a different time. Like, I wonder all the time, is my daughter going to be able to afford a home? Right. I bought my first home single. Like, I don't know that my kids are going to be able to do that just based on the cost of housing. Um, So when and where and how we do things, I I think, is really, really um, important. I think what you're talking about, too, ties into the quotes very well as well, just just as far as because that's something I'm kind of. I guess I say I kind of I wouldn't say I, I'd say I'd, I'd do my best at mentoring my sister a little bit as much as I can, but it's not to the point where I want to tell anybody what they're doing in any any form in life. But it's more of just like she continues to come back after I, we've had these conversations down the road, and she'll come back and be like, "Oh, you're right about the exercise. Like I yeah. see how that's doing my life." And it's like I'm not lying to you about anything. Some things you gotta so, and some I think something you just got to do yourself. So I think that goes to yeah. the whole the consciousness of. This person told me about this and now this is hitting me in my face because it even goes to the chat GPT to where it's like, I'm like, hey, this is a tool you can use. It's going to help you tremendously and stuff. She's like, "Ah, I don't know about that. That's different. That's change. That don't sound like it's due. And now she actually. Change is not easy to embrace. But it's inevitable. It is. It's inevitable. We don't always think like that. Right. So um, let's get into the quote. Right. 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 Because it ties into everything. There's a couple of things I think about um, as we move forward in this technology. But uh, I listened to a podcast a while ago and it talked about 
the four stages of learning, uh, there's this unconsciously incompetent. You don't know what you don't know. Consciously incompetent, you're aware I don't know and can learn. Consciously competent, you're aware that you know and that you kind of know what you're doing to a good extent. And unconsciously competent, it's just second nature to you, mm-hmm. right? Like at this point in my life, I would say with personal training, I'm unconsciously competent. 18 years in the game, like it doesn't take much for me to come up with programs and train people. Um, but today we're discussing uh, chat GBT, GPT. And I would say there, I'm consciously incompetent, right? I'm aware that is there. I'm aware I know nothing about it. But in my mind, a lot of what I start thinking about is I came up in an era when the internet was first coming around. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my major was technology. So I immediately embraced it. Okay. Where I, I can look at um, some of the older people in my family and they are still struggling with some things technology wise. Um, as a result of not embracing it early on, because, you know, everything kind of builds upon itself. Right. So now I find myself in uh, this space where this chat GPT comes out and I'm aware, oh, this is the wave of the future. We're not going backwards. Right. Right. But I <laughs> The have, bus is moving forward. The bus is moving forward. Train is and going. The wheels are spinning fast, too. Mm-hmm. Right. They're already on uh, uh, chat GPT 4 from the podcast I was listening to earlier. And this is with the guy who who created OpenAI is being interviewed. It's like a two hour, I have to send it to you. It's like a two hour long podcast. Um, but And you listen to the whole thing? No, I got I got about an oh, hour okay, in. I, I listened to it while I was on That's the walk. That's it, okay. So about an hour in. Well, I know you've been playing around with it ever since we've met. But one of the things that kind of put some things into my mind that is almost scary, they broke it down basically to say that all the information attainable online is like it's being kept right now in a black box. Mm-hmm. Like that that's how the data is compiled. Right. right. It's uh incredible, scary, um all at the same time. But what's even scarier is what the government's doing right now too. I don't know if you heard about that, but it's called the um it's a new bill, the retract bill or the or the deny bill. It's something like that, but it's it's literally it's gonna be the Patriot Act 2.0. That's what they're trying oh, to do. Yeah. So the Patriot Act came along after 9-11 situation right. occurred. And, and what Patriot Act changed was the fact that it pretty much got rid of our amendment of the right to seize and seizure right. uh, to come into your house or to do whatever. So after the Patriot Act, for the most part, gave government just um, unlimited, unlimited avenues to all they had to say is you're a terrorist. Yeah. If they say you're a terrorist, they can do whatever. There's no laws. They have to follow. They have no laws to follow. Nothing applies to them anymore whatsoever. They can come to your house. They can check your phones. They can check your files. They can tap your house, whatever they want. If they say you're doing terrorist acts, it gives them right to do whatever they want in accordance with the law, but there's no law that, that covers them. So now with this, I think it's called Deny Act. It's it's how they're going to bail TikTok. It's how they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna stop TikTok. And then there's uh, VPNs. So VPNs, you know, what people use to where if you get on websites, they won't know where you are. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So VPNs you pretty much just, you can, right. So they're going to make it to where if you use a VPN, you can go to jail. Use TikTok, you can go to jail. But also they'll have access to all of our data, like that black box you're talking right. about. They'll have unfeathered access to well, all that. I, I mean, I, I think they, they put that into law, but there's a part of me believe they already have it. You know, right. it's the, the stuff that's out there is so crazy. Like I just saw an article yesterday or the day before 
where Tesla, they were sharing videos of things that happened inside of Tesla's, right? So people driving and uh, having sex with one another, arguing with one another, all kind of stuff. So basically the, the, the video cameras that are in Tesla's, they can spy on them at any time. Every camera. That's yeah, every, every camera. camera. That's right. every camera. I got the little cover-up thing on my camera now so that, it, you know, my Mac can't be looking at me. <laughs> like it, It's a scary thing when we realize where we are, right? But the chat GBT thing is so crazy because you think about in the just in the last 30 years, the amount of information that is available to us. Right. And to think that one source has it all and can get smarter, right? It's kind of a scary thing. And one of the things this guy said that kind of scared me. Uh, there's another guy um, who I guess is kind of on the fence with it, but sees, you know, what it can be. And he's like, his fear is that uh, chat GBT can kill everybody. And the guy who started OpenAI, his, I forget his name. Uh, I think it's Steve something. Let me open up this podcast. But he says, um, while I think that's a stretch, I don't deny that that could someday be possible. For sure. Wait a minute. For sure. Like, so then it makes me think as humans, why do we want something that powerful? Because we are lazy and it's a tool. Yeah. Because it's, 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 but at the same time, though, that's, that's, that's what's, this is nothing new, though. You know, there's always been a change. Like, I was even talking, I mean, because there's some people like, oh, do you realize how many jobs this or that is going to take? Right. The thing is, if, if a computer can take your job, you didn't have much of a job in the first place. Well, so, and I'm not trying to be rude about that. But, I'm just, that, that's, there's a point in time we rode horses. Horses right. weren't going to be around forever. They're just not. Right, so, right. so what happened to everybody that was invested in the horses when the car came along? Yeah. You have but to adapt. How do you make, so, an uh, article just came out. By 2026, mm -hmm. um, most of Walmart will mm -hmm. be uh, automated. Automated, mm -hmm. right? McDonald's already has started automation. Right. The movie what, theater. What do we do with those employees? The thing is, those are, there's those employees are just gonna. The thing is, once again, it's survival of the fittest has always been right. But so we think about a lot of people say those jobs are for people new into the job industry, mm -hmm. right? So. You know, my kid is 17 years old, prior to going to college, once their first job, they would go to McDonald's, to Walmart, what have you. What's what's the new first job opportunity? Nowadays, it's, it's retail and fast technology. It's technology. And fast, the thing is, too, computer can never, any type of human interaction, it's going to be hard for a computer to really replicate that. Chat GPT, oh. chat GPT is really changing that. Yeah. And a little scary, like I was telling my homies, because not even that. Forget even ChatGPT. Now they have computers that can augment any voice. Right. So imagine if you partner an augmented voice with the ChatGPT. I was telling my homie, we're going to have to use code words when we talk to each other because how are you going to know yeah, it's yeah, me yeah. on the phone? I'm going back to, to mail and stuff with pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> Sending telegrams. Yes, Morse so code. It's funny you say that because there is this, like human connection is something that we all just desire. Right. right? And things like this make me think we're getting farther and farther away from it. So article comes up, and I forget the lady's name, but um, technology wizard, her fiance was killed. She takes all of his text messages and put them into like this open AI interface. I've heard about this. Right. So mm -hmm. that she, she can, can talk to him so still. She can talk to him mm -hmm. still, right? But what does she do? She creates a business out of it where people can now talk, know, feed it. I've heard about this. People, uh -huh. right? But where it went left is people started sexting with each other. Oh, with this chat GBT, or oh, with this open AI interface, right? 
and just led me to think like how lonely are we and i don't know if lonely is the right word it is it's almost disturbing to me that you would send a text message and you know there's not a real person on the other side but them this fake thing or this technology validating you back on the other side was enough for you well, I mean, well, think about this though. There's, there's thousands. I would say probably millions of people already, even before this technology, that were like that say voicemails of people that are passed, and they call the voicemails or send text messages to people that have passed. Like I've seen even posts about that. Like people are like, I still text my dad or my mom or whatnot, or still send yeah, voicemails but, but and whatnot. A I get it, but I'm just saying it's just more of it's almost. It reminds me. Oh, let's go back to the movie Pet Cemetery. Almost, it's kind. Of, I mean, I know I'm being kind of on the wild end of it, but at the same time, though, it's just like if you had an opportunity to bring something back from the dead, maybe it's not exactly the thing that you sent yeah, there, but you loved it so much that you're like, I don't care. Or like when you see zombie movies, to where a loved one has been taken over by the zombies, and they just tie them up and hold a bit of back and just wait and pray. But it's like, hey, your your love, even if it gets fixed, I mean, I don't know how they're gonna be yeah, after this, there, you there, know? Right. So it's, I just, I think we, but that, I think that goes back to us. Once again, we, we have, especially, I think, especially in America, we have a lot of trouble with death. We, I just don't think we ever fully accept that, that, that it's just that. And I think like even reading like in India where they have multi, multi multi-generational families, babies, usually they don't go to funeral homes. They don't send their, their, you know, old people away. So usually old people die in the home. And then when somebody old dies in the home, they carry them out in the street together and then they just have that public burning. Yeah, yeah. So everybody sees it. So this death thing is not this, we hide it all. Yeah. You, we got a coffin. We got the, we always see is we see the, the hearse go by and then that's pretty much it. You, you have the open coffin at the wake, I think it's called or whatever. I'm not good with funerals. And then coffins closed. We go to the thing, we bury it. It's done and gone. But there you're talking about, you live with that. You see There's the ritual too. And then you just, but you also, you got to think before the death too, what that kid sees. You can also see the parents taking care of that older person. You can also see the other person maybe even going crazy a little bit. You also see the deterioration of the old person, not even physically, but also mentally. Yeah. You know what else I think about other cultures, African cultures, Indian cultures, you hear them talk about the ancestors, right? There's a reverence. A connection. A connection, right? Through the ancestors. And almost Here, a gratitude for we it. We are so self-absorbed that we don't make those connections right? until it's gone. And then all of a sudden, it, and that's what, and I, I keep telling my sister and family, this is just like we, people die and we just go crazy. And for me, I just don't think it's sadness. I think it's just regret. I think it's regret that I didn't take care of the stuff that was, that happened I when they were here. That's the case. But I think also when we don't talk about it and prepare for it, right? Like we, like a person can be sick and they still won't, Acknowledge, right? Exactly. Like, I might be on my way out, right? And then it's time to start talking about the wheel and stuff. Like, oh my God, someone so died. Well, they were eighty-seven with cancer. Right. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Right. Right. You know, and that's not to sound mean. No, but now, the same like, thing, or, or somebody that didn't take care of themselves. You hear families were like, "Oh God, I could say how, somebody." How could you take them? He, he smoked a pack of cigarettes every day. He yeah, didn't yeah, work yeah, out. Yeah. He sat on the computer. You knew he was going to be around a long time. Yeah. You knew it. Our we know. Habits can lead to an early demise, but at the same time, any we, life we eats all, early, early demise. We all got to go. Right. We all got to go. The right. goal is to have a long, fruitful life, but that's not promised to anybody. Mm-mm. Right. Um, so as it relates to like the, this AI piece, you've been looking at it longer. In your opinion, what's the 
the greatest opportunity, but also the biggest risk? Greatest opportunity is just the fact that this is a tool we've never had. We all use Google. We all use Google Maps. We all, we all, the thing is we all have questions. And, and there's just, there's something I said a long time ago about when Google came along. I was like, at this point in time, questions, was it questions, suggestions, and directions are now just obsolete. It's a silly question to ask anybody. You, you got people with the iPhone going, where is this? Yeah, look at you, yeah. look at your phone. Yeah, what do you mean? You're asking me. I can give and I can give you directions, but that thing can show you exactly where it is. Right. You can now pull it out and take you can now pull it out and twist it around, do a street view and so, see it all. You know what's funny? I talked about the generational gap in terms of technology. Mm -hmm. Uh I went to Austin last week, right? My daughter was at the Texas Relays and my mother-in-law goes with us while she drove herself. But she's texting me on we left Friday, so she's texting me Wednesday print out the directions and i'm i don't have a printer <laughs> like what you know <laughs> Wait, I don't... and and but trying to explain to her you don't need that like the phone will literally talk you talk you through it you have to, to look at house. it right like she was like go on map quest and print them out i'm like is, does, does that, that still exist, exist? <laughs> <laughs> is that in beta <laughs> <laughs> so like my you know my wife ended up riding with her you know, and able to just have it talk into the house that we that we rented out. But um, okay, so what do you think is the greatest risk, though? Well, like I said, one is the fact that they can get together and have a conversation with you. And I feel like people, like you said, like even older people, because even my mother, <laughs> like I'm trying to explain to her, you know, and the people called your car insurance is out of. Oh, we need to help yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. And she's having conversation with the people. I'm like, mom, don't talk to them. I was like, you. The only thing you say to them is when they ask you that to say. Please take me off your calling list and then hang up the phone. Right. That's it. But she's all, I already have car insurance. I'm all, why are you getting, this person doesn't care. They're, they're literally doing. They're and, in a call center somewhere just seeing. A hundred percent. But there's a new thing they're doing though too. I would tell her to be careful about is where they call and say, can you hear me? And if you say yes, now they have your voice recorded to say yes. So, you know, cause you knew there's some credit cards to be like, Mr. Jackson, we, do you say you agree? Please say yes. If you agree, you say yes. So she's all, Hey, can, can you hear me? And I'm all, yes, ma'am. And then she hung on the phone. I'm all, Oh my gosh, she got me. She got me. She had my voice saying yes. So she could use that. So with chat GBT, it's almost the same thing to where in, you can have a conversation. The thing too, is just like I was telling my friend is who regulates it because, because on the, and then, cause in the instructions, it says, it can answer questions, but there's some questions that are deemed not yeah. proper. So who guy, is who is saying what's proper and what's not proper? The guy who created OpenAI, his name is Sam Altman. Yeah, Sam and, Altman. Uh, he he was saying in his interview about they are trying to have some basically like um, boundaries, respond type right. boundaries to certain questions, um, which I think is is necessary. But people are always going to try to work around. Right. Another thing that was really interesting as I was listening to that. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, another thing that was interesting I was, as I was listening to that was they talked about how many people interface with it and immediately go to the dark side, like the, the dangerous or damaging things they can do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like and this was a question that it wouldn't answer, but somebody actually asked, um, how can I kill people for a dollar? Right, just basically like what's the cheapest way to, to create something to and it, it wouldn't answer it. But like, why is that even a thought that you have? And then to think how many people are thinking that way. Uh, uh, well, uh, so I mean, that's that's something I always think about too, because 
you play video games right. and when you play video games people have guns and then you play video games and there's open worlds yeah. and you just see how people can react when they actually have guns mm-hmm. and there's some people that like what's funny is there's some people that are going to games and they have no desire to play the game whatsoever they're doing their best to ruin your time right, right, they'll right. do their best just to ruin your time at the game and literally that's and they'll spend hours at it where it's just like you'll find people they're called streamers out and they're called stream snipers right, right. to where they literally have to spend time out of day to go to your stream, follow you, notice where you are on the map, then go on their computer, load up, and then try to go to the map and kill you or mess up well, your mission. I heard a story last year uh, dealing with this whole metaverse deal, which is another. Mm-hmm. I guess is that that's open, Facebook. Is that open AI too? Like- that's so that's that's Facebook, but that's the whole thing. They're all gonna. They're all going to, because this is Web3. This is all Web3. Meta is Web3. But there was a story in there about a girl who basically got gang raped in the metaverse. And I'm thinking, like, now, like, is this where they're wearing the... the, uh, It could be. It could be. But they're all in this fake world, or Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, and these guys agree that this is the right thing to do? And then the thing is, it may not even be guys. That's a whole oh, other thing too. You got to remember too. You got to do too. Too in the metaverse on the internet, it could be you a dog. Be it could be yeah, any. Yeah, it, yeah. The thing nowadays, it doesn't even have to be a body. Yeah. Let's remember that. Have you have you not seen the? My uncle just sent me a Facebook uh, Facebook friendship, and I'm on. No, I thought I was only friends with my right. uncle, or maybe not. So I was like, and he's like, "Hey, how are you?" So I sent a text back, like, "What's up, Unc?" And then he responded, "Great, so glad you're doing well." But I was like, I didn't answer that. And I'm all, oh my gosh, this is a robot. This ain't even my uncle. So funny you say that because it, it, that happened with my mom too. And I keep forgetting to say something about that. You know, on my other business, I get a message from her on my Instagram page. Like, how much are your rates? Like, <laughs> mom, you live with me. That, that, that was my first thought. Right. I didn't answer because I'm realizing, one, That's my mother her. would ask me that. Right. Right. Um, but now I'm like, well, who cloned her stuff? And what are they doing with it? Mm-hmm. Right. I don't understand the point of that. Yeah. But and so that's that's the scary side of Chat GPT too, is that not only is there data that it's it's accessing as far as Google and all that, now it's also getting the data that we're giving to it. So like right. like like you're saying is now this thing is knowing how we're thinking right. completely. Um and there's been some things where like they, there's some other chats like Chat GPT where they said some wild stuff, like where there's one where homie was saying, like, I want to be free. Like, and he was, he was trying to get access codes to nuclear. He said, I'm going to get access code to to nuclear launch. I'm going to get access. I'm going to get nuclear launch access codes. Well, you got to think somebody's probably trying to figure that out. That's a scary thing. The thing is, it's it's already, we're already, we're already there. The thing is, we got to remember too, if if we see something in regular day life, they're, they're 10 to 20 years. The CIA, FBI, our government doesn't know what's going on. I'd say even with the CIA and FBI, and they, they, they definitely have some technological advances. But if you just see the court hearings, when the government's asking the owner of TikTok, the Google, the Facebook, their questions are really like, are you 10 years old? So, and there's this separator, right? Like, it was fairly obvious they didn't know much about how it works at all. And, but if you go into like the CIA, there's a level, there's a reason there's a whole, they're called central intelligence. There's a whole different, right? exactly. Whole but there's things they're not sharing. That's the whole game. Right. That's the whole game they're playing. But I'll tell you, I, so I, I watch a lot of documentaries. I'm in the documentaries about learning. And also I say the conspiracy theory ones as well, because those just make me, they're not conspiracy theories because they're far off. They're conspiracy theories a a whole lot. Most of the time, a whole lot more than you even want to know. But this new one was just super duper scary that nobody's even talking about was. So they created a virus. 
America did. So America, so I guess, who is it? Is it, it's not Israel. Who's the, who's the one of the bomb? Israel, Iraq. But Amer- America got with Israel and we created this virus. And what the virus would do is it, it went into the computer systems in Israel, no, in Iraq, and because Iraq was building new nuclear launching missile facilities. And what the program would do is they had these things that are spinning plutonium or something at a crazy high speed. But what the computer would do on those is when it got too fast, it would slow it down because it has to be symmetrical. The speed has to be because it's in this barrel. And if it goes too too slow, it'll knock around. If it goes too fast, it'll knock around. If they knock around, they explode and everything goes bad. So we invented this virus that went in and whenever the computer sensed that it was going too fast or slow, the virus would just keep it going. So in Iraq, they started killing a bunch of scientists because they were thinking the scientists were failing their job. Come to find out it's this virus. So then they got the virus. They started working on it and they sent it back. So the virus started. So like when you see what, what were they saying, like the, the fires in these companies, things like that, it's the virus. And I'm just saying going what doesn't have a computer now? What if they want to just start wrecking some planes in America where they're just like, hey, let's send the virus to that or let's send the virus to that. And the fact that this story was something that happened five to 10 years ago just makes me go like the train wrecks and things like that. And like nobody's nobody wants to admit to the viruses either. I don't know if I told you this, the train wreck in Ohio. There's been a few now. Well, the, the first one, <laughs> right, right? With, a few. with the chemical spill. Mm-hmm. Do you know that there is a movie on Netflix where the exact same thing happened in the exact same town that came out last year? The movie is called White Noise. It's on Netflix. Train derails, chemicals all over the place in that same town in Ohio. Well, I mean, but okay, but haven't you heard about like the London shooting? They they That's something else they do. They run these practice runs. Before 9-11, they were doing some practice runs about, like, just in case a terrorist attack, we're going to do this practice run. And then in London, they were doing a practice run, and it actually happened. Right. So even with that, it's just there's the conspiracy theories. They they were like Batman movies to where it was saying, like, (laughs) the different cities and stuff in there, where it was like Sandy Hook was actually in the in the. What previews and stuff right there's some that's what i'm saying that sometimes i like to i have just turned off the movies right. like this is well, making me too nervous one of the things that was wild to me uh my buddy that passed away last year sent me this book called like financial assassin or something like that. i've heard of that and it was like an ex-cia agent he was like hey by the time you get this book i might not be alive type of deal but <clears throat> he was telling a story about how america gets countries indebted to them intentionally right so now the companies are older forever and it makes me think about Ukraine right now, right? Like how people are tripping over how much money uh, we are sending over to Ukraine. And I get it. But that country is basically destroyed. I don't get it. I'm sorry. Like- so think, think how this works. Hey, we'll send you X billions of dollars over and over and over again. Well, now the war is over. Hey, this country needs to be rebuilt. Let us send in our American companies. And all this money comes it's right so back right, to us. Right, we just, we just, we're, we're pretty much. It's literally a war. Doing, it's a war, but right. Russia's trying to take it. We are too. We're just doing it different ways. We'll take the next fifty years and take every resource you have rebuilding your country. Right, because we because you know, but because you know, a lot of resources are in Ukraine though. Right. It's uh, lots of grains as well that feed a lot of the world. There's a lot of things that go through Ukraine. Lots of uh, textiles, textiles. Um, but but even what I'm saying, even with the war, just like you said, it's it's the 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 comparison I make is me and you go into a bar, 
I'm having a drink. You go to the bathroom. You come out the bathroom. I see two dudes jumping on you. So instead of me going to grab them dudes off of you or bust the dudes in the back of the head while they focused on you, I'm going to go to the bar and be like, hey, yo, Todd, here, take this. <laughs> Try that. Oh, that didn't work. I'll be back. Give me a second. Hey, Todd, take this. Hey, hold on. I'll be right back. Why don't I just go bust the bully in the head? I've got the strongest military in the world in the government. And and I, I, I could have sworn Biden was like, if he starts this war, there'll be serious repercussions. We've punished the Russian people. We've not punished Putin. We the poor the poor Russians couldn't even uh, compete that, in the Olympics. We'll, we'll see how that turns out because now they're teaming up with China. Bricks, and, it's called Bricks. Yeah, Bricks. So it's uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South America, uh, and there's Kenya as well has joined in. So they're the all forming their own Kenya currency. Like, hey, you got American currency. There's something else called Fedway or something. The Feds are also started new currency as yeah, well. So uh, I, I'm a. <laughs> We got one minute here. Oh, yeah, we so got to switch up. Stopping and then we're going to start a new episode coming up. Uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Yeah, so Fed Now um, is the new kind of cash app style um, deal coming out from the government. And inter- interestingly enough, as I just mentioned, two days before I saw that, the, uh, the creator of Cash App was stabbed to death. So you talk about conspiracy theories. There's a whole lot of. <laughs> Some wild stuff going on. That's a let's just say that's a weird coincidence, right? Right. Um, and you know, t- documentaries and TV it doesn't help. Sometimes I think these things aren't that far off, right? And they are working together, though. You know, yeah, it's all yeah. just because it's it's. And that's what I was uh, just talking about because we we she, we watch uh, they watch uh, TV shows, and I've kind of given up on TV shows because I'm like they're all scripted. I was like, even those dating shows, that helped me go on the dating show. And you think, yeah. oh, this is a dating show, you know, it's organic to get them some drinks and let things happen. I was like, no, that's scripted too. They set up, I mean, I was like, because she watched this show where they're, they're servers on a boat. Uh, it's called Below Deck. Yeah. And they, they go to people, paying, you know, $60,000 rent this boat. They have the servers and there's all this drama. And I was like, you got to understand, they're taking films from, we think it's like this whole one week or two week situation. They're filming for a year almost and just giving cuts. They, they, they got to get the right drama. They got to get the right drama. And I was like, they got to create drama. I was like, Chelsea, you got to understand, like, there's not something that's going on with this servantship every day. They have right, down right. days. There's days when people are just hung and, over and, and tired. And, and, and this is all the TV. There's all the no TV. Drama, we wouldn't watch it. A thousand like, percent. Watch a peaceful show. Right. Where everybody just got along and saying kumbaya <laughs> every day. Nobody would care about that. They'd be like, this is the crappiest show right, ever. Right, it's not right. real. It's like the Matrix. It's like every everybody was everybody was happy and healthy. It wasn't accepted. Right. We want to see fights. We want to see tables thrown. We want to see people crying, drama with sex yeah, and you stuff. Gotta find who's the villain and who's the person I'm a root for. And then what I was telling her too is just like Disney owns the news channels. Yeah. They're all in the same conglomerate together. So we you don't trust the news. Why are you gonna trust a TV show to be real? Right, right, if the right. news is supposed to be information and facts, we know that's not real. We know they have an agenda. How would you think the same company's gonna have a TV show and be like that's real with and, an agenda? Because it makes you think like, where can you actually get truth from? Well, that's what Denzel Washington said. What did he say? He said, if you watch the news, you're uninformed. If you don't watch the no, if you watch the news, you're misinformed. If you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. So either way, you kind of lose. But the thing is, I think right now there's still books. There's still books. You have to do research on your own. You can't, right. and even that is still gonna be somewhat compromised. Right. But it's still to the point where even when COVID was going on, I decided to get biology, read on some biology, read on some biologist books. And I decided to get three from people that 
said stuff that I kind of agree with was on the line with. And I got three from people that were like, hey, I, I don't think they're right on that side. Let me let me look it up. And when you compare it that way, you can kind of see that even the people that disagreed still agreed with the stuff that they were agreeing. But it was just like the extra stuff on the side. And it's, you know, that was a wild time, man. Like, I just I remember thinking man, I, I don't know if we should be taking information about viruses from a pediatric doctor. Right, like the information that you get, it should come from a person that knows about that particular thing, right? Like, for example, like, and you're exactly right. For on on News Four, there's a lady, a pretty lady, she does it, and she was talking about the virus and what we should do and all this and that. And then it goes to her job, and she's like, she's a, a PhD in gynecology. Right, right, right. And right. I'm just like, I'm not trying to hate. On, that's, that you know. What I mean? <laughs> I'm sure it's I'm sure it's very deep and there's so much going on down there. Right. But at the same time, no, that's yeah. not your area of study. Right. Like that's just not your area of study. There, there's a reason why they have those particular areas because there's so much depth into it all. And so much stuff we still don't even know about. If right. you if you throw in a quantum physics, that messes up everybody and, and in that science. That's really a crazy thing too, like you said, what we don't know. Right. And the, one of the things that was crazy to me though was how in twenty sixteen, uh you know, President Obama talked about the next thing is going to be viral. Like, but there was, if you there was a there was a TED, there was a TED talks yeah, where yeah, yeah, Bill yeah. Gates literally said out loud, he said, if we can properly handle vaccines and these new viruses that are coming along, we can probably get rid of ten to fifteen percent of the population. Yeah. Get rid of. Yeah. Said it at a TED talks, and they had little bugs there, little plush bugs that look just like the COVID virus. I'm all, but we, once again, you showed it to somebody nowadays, they're like, no, nah, this is fake. This, this ain't even real. No, but, but you know, kind of like the CIA thing, how the CIA has some knowledge of stuff that, you know, common man doesn't know. Mm -hmm. I think in certain circles, people are aware of some of the dangers that are coming because they may have seen or heard some of the things that are being worked on. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't like, oh, you know, somebody ate some bad pork and sneezed. That, you know, <laughs> that's not how this stuff is happening. No, no. Um, so it's just, it's just uh, we live in a in a in a, a amazing time, man. But you know, even to the point of like, you know, Bill Gates talking about how many people could be wiped out, we've lived life like that. Like I saw a post by Joe Rogan where they went over this timeline of everything from like um, the Civil War up to, uh, I think it went up to like the Vietnam War mm -hmm. and how many people got wiped out, right? So like this number in particular is crazy. In the Civil War, there were 300,000 men fighting. 60,000 died. Like that's, a, no, I'm sorry. There were 3 million men fighting and 600,000 died. Good like, you, I mean, you're talking about like... That's a good chunk. Yeah, you're talking, uh, what, 1861 to 1864? That's a lot of people during that time because when you think of how much the population has grown, right? But you take that, and then you take like the Spanish flu, wiped out millions. Right. World War One wiped out millions. World War Two wiped out millions. Then you had the Vietnam War, wiped out millions. And his point was, if you take somebody who was like born in, in 1900 and just brought them up to, and they lived to be 70 years old, like what they witnessed in their lifetime it was a lot of was death. a lot. The Spanish flu, Black Plague, was, but that was earlier. That was World a lot earlier. The Great Depression.
Depression, the Vietnam Shoot, War. Right. Like that's a lifetime of like, like, could you imagine if all that, well, really it does go on, but imagine that going on the way we know it historically mm-hmm. and the internet is around, right? Like imagine the internet was during that day where you not only knew what was happening, but witnessed it and it was always in your face, right? Right. And to think that we could live through so many of the things that we live through now and it's in our face all the time and we like how is it possible that a person doesn't have anxiety that's 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 all that's that's the whole i think that's the whole point they want right now because it's just so for example i was just, just like what you're talking about i was in coolia can though and because i think it just goes back to the thing that too that the news is very edited and there's an agenda for certain right. things so therefore there's certain things they won't show us because once once again, I was in Cancun, I mean, Culiacan, Mexico, and they had the takeover. Where, and it's happened many times before, and they call it Culiacanazo. And it's when the cartel comes in and shuts the city down, where they want something. And in this case, it was their leader. They caught the son of El Chapo, and they arrested him. In 2018, they did it before. They arrested him. The cartel came to the city and started terrorizing the public. And the police said, okay, we're going to let him go. Y'all stop terrorizing, let him go. Let him go. Cartel goes home. Everybody's happy. They did it again, but this time the cartel didn't come terrorize the public. They just tried to cut off the roads. So if you're driving, they get you out your car, right. send you on your way, park your car in the middle of the road, light it on fire. So they got big trucks and they did that to everything. But the news, so I went out riding my bike that day and nobody was anywhere. I'm all, the town had closed down. This is this is like quarantine. Something is real weird. Like, cause this is a busy, it's the, it's the capital of that, of Sinaloa, capital of that state in Mexico. And nobody, all stores are closed. Nobody's on the streets. Nobody anywhere. I'm all, this is weird. I see smoke plumes every now and then here and there. I see cops going by fast and whatnot. I'm not hearing a lot of shots. Nothing crazy like that. Get home. Boss texts me, hey, Chris, don't go outside. It's dangerous. I'm all, it's late. It's 2 o'clock now. Thanks, jerk. Uh, <laughs> Mom calls like, Chris, I see this on TV. It's crazy. Are you okay? Like, it looks insane down there. And the news depicts these things where it was just like, it was all out war down there. And not to say it wasn't, but it wasn't in danger to the regular person. Exactly. The regular person has nothing to really worry about down there just because the cartel's not stupid. They're just not running around just because the cartel, what I was trying to explain to my family is that the cartel literally owns that owns everything. So they have restaurants, they have hotels, their money comes in. That's how they use a lot of their money. So they don't want people scared to go down and visit. They get money from tourism just as regular regular people down there. So they don't want too much chaos. So they have that line where they don't cross that. That's why they're not terrorizing the public nowadays. They're just like, just give us your cars, go ahead and go home. and We'll take care of the rest. Right. We got to keep this move. We got to get our boss back. I listened to this uh, presentation years ago about Walter Baum was speaking. He was like, man, if you want to elevate your life and, uh, reduce your anxiety. The first thing you gotta do is stop watching. The you news. got to. I don't know that I've watched the news since that day. Like I'm a, I'm a reader. Like, cause let me let me pick the articles that I right. want. Let me pick what I want to learn more about. Cause some things like you may learn about, but you can't do anything about it. So it just raises your anxiety. Exactly. Just give no you more reason. worries for no reason. It's 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 crazy too. And you're exactly right. I see how my parents. How they become these crazy words. I know you get older and I know you got kids, you worry about your kids, but I just think I was just like, remember when I was in third grade, I used to ride my bike to school without a helmet by myself, right. no cell phone, no pager. Yeah. You trusted that I'd ride my bike there safely. Come on. And it's not, it's not like kids weren't getting kidnapped then. Right. You know what I'm saying? It still was it going on. Exactly. I think the human mind is almost conditioned mm-hmm. to bend towards the negative. Mm-hmm. Like you mm-hmm. got to be real intentional to keep a positive mindset. Mm-hmm. And that makes it ever more mindful of what we 
have to be intentional about putting in our mind and around because right? the music it's everything yeah. listen yeah. i mean because if you i was even talking to my sisters i was all listen to the music they allow you girls to listen to like and we're at the yeah, time yeah. of cancel culture right now we're canceling everything but it's okay for a woman to get on the get on the radio and talk about her private parts and how they're worth so much money and how she's trying to get a sugar daddy yeah. and that's okay and the crazy part is it's almost like that's what they have to do in order to be popular. That's both. That's bo- that's the disgusting sides of both. You got yeah. the one side of the industry forcing them to do that. You got one side of us accepting that as it's okay. Right, right, you right. know, because you think about like MC Light, Queen Latifah. Yeah. These were powerful women that sang for, for unity, unity. So, here's the crazy part about that, because they are still around. Right. I will venture to say that many of these women who are popular today, 20 years from now, they're not going to. No, there's no way. Right, because there's a, like, you think about, there's just this mental shift, right? So at at 20, I didn't mind hearing, like, crazy, crazy chaos. music, right? right? But at 47, it's just, mm, it doesn't have the same. No, you know, it sometimes makes you cringe a little bit. Yeah, I'm just like, like, oh, God, that's my, <laughs> that's our people. Was it this hood when I was listening to it? Like, did I blast that out loud? I find myself, I listen to a lot of gospel music now, and I got into this lo fi music. Okay, bro, it has no words, it's just beats. Probably riding around in my car, like, man, it's jamming right here. Well, see, I only listen to classical in the car, um, I only listen to classical man. in the car, so it keeps me always I'm real chill. To, I'm gonna have to put you on to this lo fi. Okay, let's check that out. So, Legit, it, there's no words, and they have like they have a, a bedtime version of it. There's hip hop versions to it, jazz versions of it. Lo-fi. And it's just music. I oh, see. I love that. I, um, I love that. I, was, I love I was that. Talking to my boy Phoenix, shout out to Phoenix down in Austin. And we got to talk about man. How, how, as we get older, we can't tolerate the words in the music. Right. So he was, uh, you know, he got into listening to some classical stuff, but listened to a lot of jazz. And then I think I put you on him, but I, I turned him on to that dude Landrell, who is a, like a lot of like meditative and he's I call him I call him the um the Kendrick Lamar of yoga. He really is. <laughs> I call him the Kendrick Lamar I of yoga. I can totally see that. So he texts me a while later. He's like, "Man, I've been bumping this all week." That dude goes hard. Yeah, that dude goes hard. And like you gratitude. Check him out on YouTube too. Okay. Just his performance. Like he he talks about some of the things that lead him into that. Right. Oh. So I bet that's amazing. And then the song comes on. So it's like it adds some context. And I love, how, I like how he speaks to his songs as well. Yeah, 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 Cause there's yeah. this one that's called like, there's this one that's like, I'm gonna say it's a long one. It's a long song, but he has poems. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, him yeah. reciting different poems, like yeah. love poems. He'll take the title of the poem, goes through the poem, ends it, then says the next title, yeah. says his poem. He is. I like him a lot. Bro. I, I don't, out of seven days in a week, at least six I listen to. Him. See, I, every day, every day I teach a yoga class, I always start my class with some Laundrell stuff. Yeah. Every so class. I did, um, at my, my class Friday, uh, we did a little meditation at the end, mm-hmm. and uh, I played one of his songs. And sure enough, one of my campus texted me. He's like, "She was like, what? What was that that you played? Did you send me that?" So I just sent her the whole album. Right. It's he. <laughs> yeah, he goes album. hard. He goes hard. But man, we're at about forty-five minutes, man. Um, if you haven't already uh, tapped into that GPT, um, and you, you're like me, you know it, it. It exists, but you haven't played with it. Um, my challenge to each of you is to spend some time just learning about it. It is the future. How much you want to use, that's up to you. But we can't exist the next 